and welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our weekly pop culture podcast by me, Millie Cotton, and me, Sophie Milner. We just did an Instagram live to try and get a suggestion for the podcast because we were really struggling, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, it's um, a Sunday night again. It's it been is. a bit of a slow news week. Actually, I think there's, there's been news, but it's been quite a lot of sad news. And whilst we want to talk about it, we don't want to put the whole focus on it. So. No, so, um, so yeah, Mac Miller died this week of um, what was an apparent drug overdose, um, which is heartbreaking, incredibly sad. So, so, so he sad. He put out one of the most important albums of this year I think and I think there's been some real struggles with his mental health and stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's not being said that it's suicide or whatever but it's something him, him being in a dark place has led him to this in and the, the addiction and the dark place that comes with being like addicted yeah and, and after Avicii this year as well I just think there's just so much like discussion that needs to be had with men in music, men in general, talking mental about mental health, health yeah. drugs, and suicide yeah. that just isn't happening. And like the pressure, the pressure as well. Like it, mu- like if I can only imagine how difficult it must be to have to try and feel that like you're, you've got to perform and all this pressure upon you and dealing with it. I think it's uh, discussions need to be had to kind of help this stop like happening again in the future. Um, and also this week, Rachel Bland, a BBC News presenter and broadcaster, died of cancer at age 40. And she's one of my good friend, Lauren, yeah. Lauren's friends. And they do a podcast together or did do a podcast yeah, together. And BBC, which is amazing. And it's that I remember seeing the clip about her and it was about the girls who, well, the women who do the podcast. And it, she had said, you know, that her treatment, that her time was running out and she didn't really know exactly how long. And... I think it was heartbreak. It's so sad. And her, you know, her family, she's got a young son and everything. Yeah, she does. She's such an inspiration, though. She was really, at all, like, like, you know, Lauren and, like, the the big C of the podcast, I think it's so amazing that all such inspirational women, so... Well, they're doing something for cancer, which I don't think has ever been done before. They're having a conversation about it in not only a vaguely sort of, like, funny way, but in such an important way. I've learned so much from it. I think there's so much to be learned from it, whether you do or you don't have cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think if you haven't listened to it, do listen to it. Yeah. And we obviously just wanted to open the podcast yeah, this week with that. I I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but I think it's because it's a topic which is quite close to me right now and some stuff that I'm kind of going through. And I, for me, it's a little bit like one of these scary things. And I said to Lauren, I was like, I think you're so, I was like, I literally love you. You're so amazing. I really want, I haven't listened to the podcast yet because I just don't quite feel like I'm ready for it I'm a little bit scared and she was like yeah I completely get that and I think I am going to but because I think it was something that will really like help but actually kind of speaking on that topic as well September is blood cancer awareness month and I did a little bit of a push on my Instagram stories to get people to sign up to the DKMS stem cell register donor register so basically blood cancer I think every 20 minutes in the UK someone gets diagnosed with blood cancer and it's one of those kind of cancers which can be really tricky to get rid of and a lot of the time you can't but often the best chance of survival that person has is by having a stem cell transplant and you know sometimes people have their own stem cells done sometimes they have to have a donor route but it's quite it's very very hard to find a donor who's a match for you but yeah it's like amazing basically we'll put I'll put the link below because um in the description box because if you sign up to the stem cell register and you are a match for someone, you could literally actually save somebody's life from it. And it's something a lot of people don't know about. And, you know, people are organ donors and things like that. But, you know, it's 
it's something that you can actually save someone's life whilst you are still living. So yeah, I just wanted to raise awareness for that because I think it's such an important cause and a lot of people just don't know about it. So. No, I didn't know. Until yeah. I saw it in your story, I had no yeah. idea. I yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. And about like, it. Just and to, to, to sign up, all you have to do is like literally you get sent a pack, you do a cheek swab and then they keep your your profile in case that like, you come up as a match for somebody. So And it's just Then so, do we know what amazing. happens once... If you are a match, what happens? So then? my friend, my friend's boyfriend Jackson, who I literally love, he's literally the best guy ever. Yeah, he was a some sort of donor for somebody, and the way it works, you have to go. I don't know, remember the ins and out of it exactly, but say you're a match for somebody, mm-hmm. you will go and be like injected with these kind of stem cell boosting things. This is probably totally not scientific, but this is based on what things my mum's told me and what like um, Jackson's told me. And then it kind of boosts your stem cells, I think. And then what they do is they harvest them where you essentially kind of just have like your blood taken from you and they take the stem cells out and then basically give them to the person wanting the transplant. And that's it. It can make you really quite like a bit tired and exhausted. The same as I guess if you're having a like giving giving blood mm-hmm. essentially because that's that's essentially what you're doing but instead of like taking the blood as such they're taking the stem cells from it yeah and then that's the 90 percent of it and then the 10 percent would be a bone marrow one which is a lot more of like you you get put to sleep for that but it's only 10 percent of people ever need that so so yeah that's um that is it so yeah just thought i would share that um but yeah you could some, save someone's life out there so which is a good thing yeah a great thing definitely and it doesn't sound like a particularly traumatic no, it's not. Either. It's not. So. Like Jackson said, he was like, "Yeah, I couldn't really go to the gym for a week or something because I was a bit, I was a bit, I was really drained and like tired and exhausted." But that was pretty much it. So, so yeah, like it's and he, I just remember like thinking that's really fucking amazing that he is the reason why someone is going to live for longer and basically like you like imagine like feeling like that and knowing that like someone someone's not going to lose their dad or their mum or their sister or their brother because of he he got himself in the register i think yeah. i just think it's amazing so yeah so so uh, moving on yeah how was your week anyway we've had like i think we've both had quite big weeks and we have. full of like really fun positive things so yeah. i'm just here on a really positive direction <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tell me about your week so you had so this week i went to the gq awards with hey club amazing and i borrowed a dress from dior which oh so i had such a faff about this dress obviously me being me i left it until monday to even think about what i was going to wear on wednesday really stupid so I did a panic ASOS order that was supposed to come on Tuesday and then I and I went to Selfridges as well and I tried on some dresses that I really couldn't afford anyway and really wouldn't want to spend the money on I tried on this really beautiful Stella McCartney dress and it was 800 quid and I was like like like, it's so nice but I don't what am I going to do with this dress once I've worn it once like what's the point so yeah no I went on ASOS I found a dress from Ghost to wake up on the Tuesday morning uh, to an email which basically said so sorry, but your dress is on next day delivery, but it's not going to be there till tomorrow. So what was I... So basically, I then did a really panicked email, sort of like rounds of PRs that I knew, and some PRs really kindly sent me dresses. And it got to kind of like 1pm, and I've had an ongoing relationship with Dior for quite a while now. And I basically was like, do I email Dior or do I not email Dior? Because I basically found out that I was going to be in Paris over Fashion Week. So the previous week, I'd already emailed them being like... So, turns out I'm going to be in Paris, like, during the show. Can I come to your show? And they turned around and said no. Oh, 
<laughs> Which was fine. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. That was absolutely fine. I thought, if you don't ask, you don't get sort of true, thing. True, But it did very much put me off trying to ask. Bo- yeah, ask to borrow. Because also it's Dior. I'm not at the level where Dior should be lending me a dress for anything. Like, realistically, that's insane that they did. Um, and yeah, anyway, it's this beautiful... It was this beautiful red Dior dress and it had these hilarious big red knickers to go underneath it. I didn't actually see them until about two hours before I was leaving. Um, I had been to weekday to buy some underwear because I was trying to work out what the fuck to wear underneath oh it because it was so see-through. But it was like, that was kind of like the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, and then I found these ridiculous, hilarious pants that basically said, j'adore Dior, like across the Amazing. top of them. And they reminded me of my old netball knickers. But yeah, so did that. I drank maybe four or five drinks over the space of seven hours because I was so terrified about tripping and ripping it or just doing any damage to this dress that, you know, wasn't mine, but was incredibly beautiful. But the actual night itself was really fun. And hey, got me to create a playlist for it. And yeah, it was good. It was such a good one. So fun. And then what else happened this week? Oh, so Friday night, I got peer pressured into going out by all the people that I went to Ibiza with from Sunglass Hut. Well, not all of them, but I was basically on a date night with Cal. And they were like, oh, so I think we're going to go out, blah, 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 we are going here. And I was like, well, I'm going on a date night. Because apparently I do that now. I think I definitely used to laugh at people who said they had, like, date nights planned. But what I've realised in the past, like, sort of month is that we live together, but we don't get that much time for each other unless we really make time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't need to call it a date night. Yeah, but... I was like, is it, was it, is it the thing that you have against calling it a date night? Or is it the fact that people did it? Like, what's the... Like... I just used to do... I didn't used to understand why you would need to have a date night. Yeah. I just thought it was really, like, yeah. sad. And people feeling like they had to make a name of something that was just this thing. And it's just obviously just easier to call it a date night. But no, we just went out for, like, drinks and dinner. And we must have got in at sort of, like, 11. And it's, it's then when I started to get this, like, stream of messages and phone calls being like, Millie, where are you? Come out, come out, come out. So basically... Cal fell asleep and he was snoring next to me and I was a bit pissed and I was like, hmm, I've got Prosecco in the fridge. Do I just crack open the Prosecco oh my God, and go out? And I did, obviously, because I'm, I'm me. So I got a taxi at midnight, like pissed on Prosecco that I drank by myself while I was, because I'd taken all my makeup off. I had like taken my makeup off, got into bed, I was in my pajamas. Oh my God, that would have been the end for me. I really <laughs> respect this. And yeah, no, I went and met them in East London and then I ended up... Uh, so Cal woke up at 7am and rang me and was like, Millie, where are you? I had told him, but obviously he was kind of sleeping and I sent him messages being like, I'm going out just in case you get this and you wake yeah. up and you don't know where I am. Yeah. That wasn't until 7am the next morning and I stopped. Oh tonight. my God. <laughs> I was on my way home, but I wasn't quite home. But anyway, yeah, I got in at half seven and had the sofa was coming at like 11. So, uh, and hit cards again. It was a proper old morning, but I still feel a bit. Where do people go until seven a.m.? So I was with. Um, you Lucy, can tell I don't Lucy. have. I don't have these really big nights out anymore. Like. Well, neither do I usually. Uh, but I was with Lizzie Roddy, Carl Canard, and um, also with Bradley from Sunglass Hat, and we went to. So first we went to Metropolis in like. Cambridge Heath so it's like far it's like oh East London and then we got a taxi to XOYO and then we decided like we weren't feeling that so we went to Shoreditch House and this was like Shoreditch House was closing within half an hour and so I got to like three and I think someone must have booked a taxi back to Carl's because the next thing I knew I was in Brentford so yeah no way and then on the tube with Bradley at 7am coming home oh my god that is brilliant yeah, so I'm. I did nothing yesterday. I slept the entire day, That's and then nice. today I've just been sorting stuff out more because we find like yeah, finally have a sofa, finally sort of getting there slowly. 
the flats when we're together, which is nice. Um, but yeah, that is enough Beautiful. about me. Beautiful. What about you? This week's been manic. Like, it was my birthday on Wednesday. I turned 27. I'm in... Happy birthday, Sophie. So, yeah, but this week I was in Italy for... Uh, on my birthday, I flew out to Verona for the Intimissimi show. Um, it looked like, huge. It was a fucking big deal. Like, yeah, it was, like... Massive. And I was like, Sarah Jessica Parker presented it. Oh, that's fine. Like, actually, like, Carrie freaking Bradshaw was there. And I was like, <laughs> this is so surreal. Um, this is really crazy. And, yeah, there was some, like, really quite big people there. There was a big, like, celeb turnout for that this year. Mm. and it was just it was really really fun and the girls that I went with like it was we had a really great time Verona is beautiful and yeah so that was really great that was on my birthday and then the next day what a way to spend your birthday yeah and it was nice because I hate planning birthdays I hate it so I was like this is really great it means I don't have to plan my birthday anymore and then so the next day I flew back I got back at 8 30 in the evening finally the next day, I was being picked up by Carl to take me, take us to the Cotswolds because we're doing a campaign with Mitsubishi, which was really fun. So, so I was up fun. at 6am in the car and then, um, yeah, off to Cotswolds. And it was awesome because we got to test drive these, the new Outlander hybrid car. So it's like part electric, part petrol, which is awesome. So it's all like super trying to like make more of an eco-friendly move. Automatic, never driven an automatic before. Oh my car's automatic. They're yeah. the best thing in the world. The best thing in the world. Oh my God. But I was really like out of my depth at first because I don't really drive very much anymore. So uh, the, the guy explained what I had to do with it, and I completely. Do you ever like when someone explains important things mm. to you? Do you ever blank completely? Because I, oh, just, yeah, I just 100%. don't listen. And then it's like I know this is important information that I need to listen to. Why have I chosen to just switch off and just stare blankly? So yeah, in the end, I ended up getting in the car, um, car with Carl and Joey, um, Joey, Joey London, yeah. and we were just driving around. It was so fun. We got to race them around the track. We I got, saw that. We got to race. Like, yeah, we got to race these like old school like racing cars with helmets around the track and then you know obviously we weren't really going that fast compared to the professionals who then took us around in them and then yeah. it was just so I had such a good time the team were amazing Mitsubishi were awesome it's one of the best press trips that I've been on as well because yeah. it was just such a laugh and then the next day I came back it was Friday I feel like I did something on Friday as well no I came back on a Saturday so got back when, and then that was the night I was going out to celebrate my birthday night out. And I was supposed to be going to Jack's and Chelsea dinner and a boozy drip, like boozy like dinner, basically. Mm. And I went and had my hair done. So I've had my hair done darker. And like, it looks lovely, just by the way. But it's, ended up, goes into... it's ended up darker <laughs> than I was expecting. So I got, by the time I finished, I had probably 45 minutes to get ready. And I completely freaked out and I felt awful. So I essentially cancelled my birthday, like 45 minutes. Well, about an hour and a half before it was meant to start. Such I was, like, a no, prin- I was like, literally such a princess. It is, mood. it is. But I felt, like it was more, I was in a massive like, anxiety panic over it. My oh. friend had to call, like, call me and like talk me down from it. And I was like crying, being like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And she was like, look, no one's going to hate you for cancelling it. But she was like, what you need to do, She's like, don't cancel it, show up an hour late, get everyone else to go, but just take your time getting ready. And I was like, okay, okay. So she sorted me out a bit. But then in the end, so what we did, we had people come to mine for drinks mm. and then we got really drunk and we just went out on Clapham High Street and ended up in Cafe Sol. And Gemma made... <laughs> Gemma was an excellent wingman for me because I was standing outside in the smoking area and she I don't know what happened. I think she basically just saw this guy and thought, I think Sophie will like him. She just walked <laughs> off and she went, hey, Sophie, like, happy birthday. I brought you this man. And then this guy was like, hi. And we just 
spoke, talked for the rest of the night. And and not only did you talk for the rest of the night, but you also... Went on a date with him today! Ooh. So yeah, this is really embarrassing. He said he might listen to the podcast, which is really awkward. So but, yeah, what did you what did you do today? Because I haven't asked you. Yeah, we just went... Well, I went for, I was with, with a coffee, having a coffee with my friend, and then he texted me being like, do you want to go for a coffee? And I was like, okay, I can stay out later and have more coffee. So yeah, yeah we, went, we went... I mean, that was a long old coffee, because you texted me at like two, and yeah, like, it's we went, now about yeah, we met we met at like three and then we were just kind of yeah, we had we had coffee and then we went and got some food and drink and it was fun. But I saved his phone and my uh, my his number in my phone as the guy from last night because yeah. I couldn't remember his name. So yeah, that was a bit I was a bit like, Well sorry, but now I know his name so it's okay. But the guy from last night, oh my god, that's hilarious. But but yeah, at so least there's not like, more than one the guy from last night saved in your phone. I know, I know, because then the things would get quite confusing. They would, would but be. yeah, so that was fun. I don't really feel like I go out very much anymore, so it was nice to go out and actually have a good time. And also, like I said, I hate birthdays because I hate the pressure of having. I worry about everyone else having a good time that I usually have a bad time. I'm exactly and, the same. Yeah, but I actually had a fucking wicked time. So yeah, I haven't heard the word wicked in so long. It's such a good word. I know. Wicked, yeah, it's like wicked. Like, I actually like, it's such an old school word. I feel it is like I'm, me being young, but I feel like way. I'm year nine again. Wicked. Or year eight. I'm going to use wicked. That's wicked. Yeah, okay, that's the word of the week, everyone. Wicked. wicked. Put it in your sentences. It'll give send, you a great send feeling us videos of, of using the word wicked. Yeah, I had a wicked time. Your dress is wicked. You can comment on comment pictures. Your dress is wicked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, anyway. Um, so, throwing the podcast topic out to Instagram Live. Basically, what we got back was breakups. I haven't had a breakup in a really long time, so no, I'm not going to do that one. Yeah. Um, ethical also, fashion. I feel like I need to spend more time as to uh, what you said. Yeah, I need to spend yeah. more time thinking about that before we address that one. But that will be something that we will address in the future, I reckon. So I think it's very important doing what we do to be keep aware. in mind the ethics of fashion yeah and I think it's really yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one because I think there's a lot that you can say and then like maybe have it then people be like oh but you're hypocritical if you then end up wearing a certain brand but I think it's it's definitely a topic that needs to be discussed and needs to be looked into and yeah and so. we will do that at some point but just not today 8 30 p.m on a Sunday evening um, <laughs> yeah so what we're left with is friendships and how to start new friendships as an adult which I think is a good one because we have covered friendships before. We've covered, you know, kind of like how friendships change and, and how fall apart and yeah stuff like that. So we're going to talk about starting friendships because I think that's starting friendships is so important. Some of my most beneficial friendships are the ones that I've started in the past few years because yeah. you know when you change so much as a person and then you come out the other end and then you realise that actually. The friends that you've been friends with for a while aren't necessarily good for you. They're good for some things, maybe, like good for having a good time, but they're not good for you. Yeah. And I think that as you yeah, you grow, grow and you develop and you sort of you have more self-care and whatever, you realise the way that certain people make you feel and then you either distance yourself or you fully involve them. But that's not really yeah. starting new friendships, is it, I guess? How what, <laughs> like, what, How many new friendships would you say that you've started perhaps in the past year or so? Well, friendship that's perhaps blossomed. So I wouldn't say I've started that many in the past year. Um, and how do you... The past few, few years. Sorry, I just got distracted by Minnie's nails. <laughs> Wow, they're so glittery. They're These so are amazing. Glittery. They're just acrylics. Like, they're, so, they're fantastic. I love them. Sorry, I was, I, looked, I was like a little magpie then. Um, no, they are good, to be fair. Yeah, they are. They are very good. Your hands are really, like, tiny. Oh, 
Little people, you must have tiny hands. I do have quite tiny, but my fingers are a bit longer. Also, my fig tan bottle exploded on my hands, and this Uh-oh. is just—it's all anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so making friends. So how? I'm trying to think how I made the friendships, which are my most recent friendships. Um, so they are either through friends. So it's really funny because some of my strongest friendships now, I would say, are friends I've made through friends who I'm no longer friends with. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Who not only am I not necessarily friends with anymore, but the other friend is not necessarily friends with anymore either. Wow. Which so is like, so like, weird. Yeah. At least it kind of justifies the reason why you're no longer friends with the person, I guess. There's probably a... So maybe I don't... I think maybe that's a bit harsh. Like, we're not... We haven't, you know, been like, oh, we're no longer friends, but you, we don't hang out as much anymore. Yeah. And they don't hang out with... This isn't just one person. This is, like, a few people just to be... Yeah, clarify that one. Cause, like, be but then I think, I guess, like, some people, you end up liking... You end up liking very similar people. So that if, like, somebody changes and you realise that you're not a friend, mm-hmm. you're not really... Your friendship isn't there, it would actually maybe perhaps be quite natural that you might pair up with their friends. Yeah, because exactly. they probably, like, saw similar qualities in both of you that... So it makes perfect gone. sense, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, but new friendships, I think, yeah, either through friends or... Via the internet and social media. Yeah, definitely. I think um, so. For me, I guess mine have been through work. Actually, I think yeah. someone I've become quite good friends with. I met. She was a PR for a work trip I went on, and we just got on really, really well. So yeah. I, I met her for a coffee today, and it's just it's nice when you have that, and it's like you just kind of like oh, it's like I think I think with friends you kind of get a thing like. And I think, you know when you say that you have chemistry with somebody in a relationship, mm-hmm. I think it's the exact same for a friendship. Like, you have chemistry with anyone, yeah. but it different, it's different kinds of chemistry. So, so yeah, but I feel like social media is definitely one, like, but I'm trying to think, I guess our jobs uh, involve social media and socialising and talking to people. It's quite normal to interact yeah. with people that, you know, has an online profile, whereas I can't, Im- I can't imagine my friends who work at every, like, more of a nine-to-five regular job that isn't involved in social media Mm. would have that kind of thing so I mean my friend she moved to Manchester a couple of years ago and she went on like she had like a like a friend app thing and like it was like like Bumble Bumble. yeah Yeah, like Bumble BFF and I think I haven't used that but I actually think it's a really nice idea and I think the thing is so with Bumble BFF like my friend like actually used something very similar and it may seem really weird doing that but I think in cities like London or big cities when you move somewhere brand new it's scary. Like, you have to... You've mm. got to kind of, like, step out of the box and... I think you have to put yourself out there and then you have to also be prepared for it not to work out. I feel like it's... Yeah, like you said, exactly like a relationship. For probably one in every five times you give it a go, it might work. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, it's like... And that's the thing. Like, you meet people and you kind of, like, sometimes I feel force a friendship because you maybe don't have a friend in that situation and like friends we mm. said before friends serve different purposes so yeah. I know I've got certain friends that I know will be my like ride or die types and they will be there like through thick and thin but I've got friends that I know they're the ones that will be like I want to go out and have a good time mm-hmm. like let's go out together that kind of thing so I think I think in the way that I remember when Tinder first came out and everyone was like oh my god people are literally swiping and like essentially sort of shopping for a 
relationship this is that's really weird it's really lame and would like really put it down and then now everyone it works I've got loads of friends who have their spouses are from yeah and I think it's really sad because I think people think the same about doing that for a friendship and being like oh it's really sad that it comes to that but no actually it's just you need to utilize technology oh yeah I think it's actually a really big positive as well because I think if you put two people on it then they're like they're there genuinely because they want Mm. a friendship right it's like they're not there to waste someone's time because why would you bother if you didn't need any new mates or you didn't want to make new mates you just wouldn't bother doing it because it's such an intimate thing isn't it as well like a friendship is so intimate yeah and I feel like then I guess how weird would it be like going out like for a drink with somebody and you know when it doesn't work out when you go on a date with someone you're like kind of obviously leave it Mm. but imagine going out for like a friend date with somebody new and you didn't really like get on and then one person wanted to see them again and then I don't know it would that be would be weird like, wouldn't it yeah but I think maybe don't be afraid about something like that and if you've got so one of my friends lives in New Zealand now and her friend is moving or has just moved to London and she has said she's like oh girls would you be able to like take my friend out she's yeah. really nice I think you guys would really get on so I think yeah, that's it, a really good way to do yeah it I think well, it, like don't be afraid to be if you know people who live in that city or like know no, you've got a friend who has friends there. Just be like, can you get your friend to invite me out? I think you've got, you've like, and you've just got to see how it goes. Yeah. I've made friends in exercise classes as well. Um, That's nice. I once did Skinny, oh, I hate the name, Skinny Bitch Collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I, it's just the most hilarious class you'll ever do. He has you like crawling around the floor like an animal. It's basically. Oh, like, and you have to like hit each other's bums. Yeah. And yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Really funny, funny stuff like that. And so I, I just caught the eye of this girl and we were like, we just laughed. We both just couldn't stop laughing like with each other at what we were doing, even though we didn't know each other. Yeah. And then afterwards we went for brunch and it was just like, it was really lovely. Oh, it was just such like so an organic nice. nice way to do it. Yeah. Um, so exercise classes are a great way also, I think. Um, it obviously depends on the exercise classes. Not every exercise class is going to be beneficial for creating a friendship or like sociable like I guess a yeah. lot like spinning you you're in a room you don't talk yeah, do yeah, you? yeah yeah I think something that's like yeah and also like so my friend started going to like a swing class as well and she was and I think going to things like clubs and classes and socials like yeah I like a fit like I think um British military fitness they have like this thing on that the sounds and that's, it, it apparently is but um my friend goes there and he's made like loads of mates through that and they all like go on socials and things yeah. like sports join a tag rugby team or something like that <laughs> i think like, sports is a really good one and so if you're not sporty then what do you do maybe um god some like a life drawing class. yeah I like something know. and i think that would be fun because you're like you're doing something you're getting out of your comfort zone and you're also spending your time doing something really productive taking like any class and so maybe think of something you're quite interested in or something you've maybe wanted to find out more about mm. like fuck it a cooking class yeah something like that like you can always like your friendships can strike up in the most unusual way um and if you're doing something that club. interests you then and you meet someone else there, then you already have the common ground of a similar interest. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, don't be afraid to just ask people out for a coffee and stuff. I, I think a lot, it, it might be quite nerve-wracking. I think... I think it is quite nerve-wracking. Yeah. I've found with new friendships is that you don't... I find it too difficult to know how keen to be with a new friendship. Yeah. Does that sound really No, weird? I do. I think it's that I, th- I completely see that. It's like any new relationship. I think re- I think relationships and friendships are all pretty much the same fundamentally in the way that 
they work a lot of the time then they is just a human relationship so, yeah yeah you don't want to be like super keen on someone like i want to i want to have coffee with you every day yeah so <laughs> i sometimes feel really needy with people if i like keep me like oh let's do this or shall we do this soon and then i feel like oh god i'm being such a needy friend they're gonna really hate me but and then i get really embarrassed so but yeah no it's a difficult one definitely i think you just have to open yourself up to vulnerabilities like again in a relationship relationship yeah. and even like house shares like things like that i guess moving if maybe if you, you've moved somewhere into a house i know london house sharing can be a total nightmare you can be in a situation where you don't ever see your housemates or really mm. ever know them and it's just you all sort of like all sort of have your own space and and your separate lives yeah, and are somehow all, under this one room yeah together. and i think a lot of people kind of pretend they're like, oh no but it's actually quite nice because it really works for me and I don't know, I feel, like, I feel like that personally, from my own experience of probably saying that too, it's a bit of a mask for, try, you're trying to come up with a positive for a bad situation, yeah. because like, I like I mean, I live by myself now, but I if I live with people, I'd want to be friends with them, I'd want them to be the kind of people that, you know, we have a good debrief at the end of the night, so I think if you're fucking unhappy in a house share, try and like wiggle your way into a new one like yeah definitely because your best friend could only be one like your new best friend could only be one house share away yeah and i think that's so nice i think about my friends that i know who have like become be- like moved into a house share and just clicked with their housemates so much they've become best friends yeah one of my best mates is my is a housemate who i didn't know before she moved into yeah house. and that is so nice like, i remember when i when i lived with one of my really close friends and she was like oh I'm not re- I don't really like this area of London at all she, like, it was Clapham she hated it she's not a Clapham kind of girl so she was like I'm moving to Dalston and I was like you do you babe so I had to find a replacement and it was weird like because and the girl who moved in she was really nice but like she really kept herself to herself yeah. and I thought that we'd be more friend more of a friendship so and it was quite I don't know it kind of it was more isolating actually having that than it is living alone because when you're by yourself like it, it's okay but when you have yeah. you're kind of forcing this friendship and I don't know it was really quite an awkward one so I was a bit disappointed I kind of wish I waited a little bit longer and find the right person instead of settling yeah never settle in a house share I think there's a lesson learned in that definitely oh my god absolutely because if you can't have a nice time at home then where can you yeah nothing's worse than sitting in your room by yourself and, like, and not wanting to away. go out just in case yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. in the kitchen oh my god absolutely yeah. not I don't I've never yeah I'm so lucky I've never felt that way about anyone that I've lived with but I've never lived in a house share theoretically where it's not been my friends yeah yeah um apart from when Lauren moved in but then she became my best mate anyway so which is amazing yeah it was great bless her um I don't know any other tips for finding new friends I think also work on your friendships that you already have I have periods where I feel really lonely and I then reach out to people who I haven't spoken to in ages and I'm like, that is literally all it takes. It's like a two-way thing. If you aren't talking to other people, they aren't, you know, it's not just you, them not talking to you, Mm. it's you not talking to them as well. And so literally all it takes is for me to text like my five best mates from school or something and then to feel better again or to just not feel so isolated. Because I think, yeah, even when you have like all the friends, you can still feel lonely. yeah. And I think also make, like, FaceTime your friends that might not mm. live near you because it kind of is the next best thing to it, I think. Yeah, and don't also don't feel like you're really, like, alone in feeling what you are feeling because other people are going to be feeling the exact same. Hence why we've, I've been... This topic has come up before in the past and even I've had, like, people say, like, oh, do a video on YouTube about how to make friends and I'm there, like, okay, which I'll be doing I by think myself. we are so lucky in what we do 
with it being so social it's so funny yeah. like, I always talk about it in a negative way because I find it quite draining sometimes but we are so lucky that every day we get to go out and see new people and meet new people yeah. and we are probably in one of the least isolating jobs in that respect yeah absolutely um, so and also it's not it's so normal for us to interact with people constantly on social media that we don't know and we can be in situations where we'll be like oh yeah I really love her like we're, we're mates and then you realize that actually you've never met before it's just you've been dming and doing all this stuff. like even when we met grace i, yeah. I met grace for the first time and i was there, like I literally yeah i hadn't really met yet. grace before it was, so, it, was, it was really weird but that's the beauty of social media so hopefully it might make it easier for people maybe there's like yeah more even more websites and things like that that people can join right? yeah, yeah definitely and i just yeah there must be the must, I reckon they must have like but, speed, I think, but, friend dating, friend speed dating or something yeah. like in London. They must have events in cities and I think, I guess for me, I think I can imagine the thing that stops people going to these things is perhaps a pride thing and they feel, I don't want to go to this because I feel sad that I haven't got any friends and that it, this is, it is coming to this to make friends but don't feel like that because and, you're just going to hold yourself back. Like, yeah and like I said earlier, do you know what, it's not even the not, like maybe you've just sort of fallen out of love with your friend's in the current situation mm. that you're in like maybe you are now different people yeah and that's like that's nothing to be ashamed of that shows personal development yeah. i think yeah yeah usually so. um and so yeah there's a whole reason for your need of new friends yeah which is positive very positive it is okay i feel like i want to go and sit on my new sofa yeah i need to go and wash my hair exciting <laughs> and um, sleep yep Perfect. Well, thank you so much for listening and please do rate and subscribe and review. A nice review. If you haven't reviewed, why not? (laughs) Go and do it now, please. Um, And yeah. And we're going to think of doing a Instagram live of our podcast episode. So we will obviously like promote that on our socials when we've got that kind of like the timing and that all sorted. So yeah, that'll be really fun. I think I'll never I figure maybe next Sunday. Yes. We'll need yeah, to work I'll this one out, around, but yeah. So yeah. we're rather we're going to do a recording of the podcast, a bit like the live one, but via Instagram. Yeah. Which I think will be really fun. Yeah. Something so, different. Yeah, definitely. Um. So until then, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> that was such a shout. <laughs>